It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Okay, uh, let's do our five, our our McNuggets five-piece. These stats are going to blow our minds. That's what what I'm told. It's five stats you guys need to know for Sunday when the Browns and 49ers square off here at Cleveland Browns Stadium. The first stat that you guys need to know is how crucial it is for the Browns to get off to a good start defensively. San Francisco has 31 opening drive points this year. That's the most in the NFL. They've scored four touchdowns in five games, kicked one field goal, including Brandon Ayuk, a receiving touchdown versus Pittsburgh, McCaffrey rushing touchdown versus the Rams. The Giants held them to a field goal after a 15-yard, 94-yard, a 15-play, 94-yard drive. McCaffrey scored another rushing touchdown, and then George Kittle scored a touchdown against Dallas on the opening possession. That is more points than any other team in the league. And that comes against Cleveland, who has yet to allow a point on the Good. opening drive this season. So that's the immovable force versus unstoppable object. I love it. Something's got to give. The Browns' defense has been phenomenal out the gates. The Niners' offense has been phenomenal. Yeah. The Browns need to keep them off the scoreboard you're, early. You're right with something's got to give because the Browns, as you say, haven't allowed a point. The most points you could score 35. is 35. And the Niners have 31. And the field goal against the Giants was like a. 18-yard field goal. They drove all the way down and got stalled at the two. Yeah. Yeah. Technically, technically the most points you can score is 40. Well, if you're going to go for two, but you're not going to go for two to start the game. No. So, you're right. And I thought about that, but I said, no, (laughs) Bull won't call me on this (laughs) because they're not going to go for two on the first score of the game. 31 31 is pretty amazing. It's about about as good as you can do. That is amazing. And they're, you know, that's the Browns' best chance at winning is turn them over, give them a short field, give the offense a short field. If you win the toss... You're definitely deferring, right? Oh, yeah. You're yeah. putting your defense out there first. <laughs> yeah. And you're hoping like hell if some miracle happens and you go three and out, the crowd will wake up. Because I do think the crowd's going to walk in kind of sleepwalking. Because let's face it, we think we're going to a funeral, not a wedding. Right, yeah. If you somehow get the ball early and you get good field position, that crowd will wake up and yeah. get on their feet. I'm going to see what they're talking about this. I'm going to learn a lot about the Cleveland Browns in this game. Well, I'm going to learn a lot about Kevin Stefanski and how you can get guys prepared to play. Um, and everything ain't going to be perfect all the time. And so, he had two weeks. And you got two weeks off a of bye week. You know what was going on. And the defense, I want to see if, if you guys want to say that you're one of the best defenses the Browns have ever had. It's an opportunity to prove it against a great offense yeah. and, and a defense that you're going to have to match stop for stop. I mean, I, I'm gee, gonna see. you could give me a month to prepare to play quarterback. It ain't going to make it. You give me six months. If I'm your quarterback and I'm about P.J. Walker's size, <laughs> it ain't going to matter. Yeah. <laughs> hey, well, matter. here's the thing. There's never an excuse to get boat raced in the NFL. I agree with that. Yeah. I agree with that. And, and I, don't think, Kenny, I do think it's going to be, well, I should Kenny say Kenny Pickett beat Deshaun Watson. see my headline. I mean, yeah, it can happen. Gardner, Gardner Minshew beat, beat Lamar Jackson. Jackson. It's the NFL, It man. can happen. What Weird is it things gonna, happen What is it going to be your game? When is it your right. turn? It's a great question, G. That brings us to our second step. We've talked all week about how prolific Brock Purdy and this San Francisco offense has been, and Purdy's been damn near perfect this season, except his one flaw is that he's short in terms of NFL quarterback terms. He is third in the NFL with five batted passes at the line of scrimmage this mm. season. If you're going to get to Brock Purdy, you got to get there super quick. He gets the ball out of his hands extremely get fast, which we'll up. touch on in a little bit. So if you're not going to get there, 
put your hands up, try and bat down passes. He is susceptible to that. Cleveland ranks 28th in the league this season with only three batted passes this season. Hurst has two. Harris has one. But I have to imagine Jim Schwartz, right. if I can find the numbers, you know the Browns have them. Jim yeah, Schwartz but, but, is saying. But McNuggets, if you're going into a game yeah. and you're saying our best shot here is to rely on something that we do 30th best in the NFL. But that, well, that beyond that. It's only four it, games, though. It's He's only been... He's only had one pass batted down per game. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, that's that's a that's Mikey, I love you. You normally do a great job. That one's a stretch. That one's a, a, I'm a to nothing find burger. To I know you're trying are. to find something to grab on. That's I a nothing burger. Like it's he was one a game. For a flaw in Purdy's you're gonna game take advantage it. of his one batted down pass per game. Well, hey. I, it's third in the league versus third last in the league. Yeah, I had to right. find something here, Bull. I had right. to find yeah. something. Hey, good effort. Yeah. I tried. You're not going right. to hit a home run every time with these nuggets. Sometimes you bite into a nugget and there's a bone. Bull said he that had one, chicken that nuggets nugget. the day that sucked. Not every that's nugget right. is yeah, that's amazing. Right. Have that you guys was... ever bought, bit into a nugget and there's a chip of bone? I would throw up. Uh, oh, listen. I was done. <laughs> By the way, done. I, I'm not going to say the name of the place, but you guys will know what I'm talking about. I actually went to that pizza place that I always complain about last night. And I've always said, I don't think it's that it's bad. Okay. And it was okay. okay. I told you. It was okay. Yeah. It was funny because we had, uh, my son has become really good friends with this other kid named Jack. And the two of them are in class together. They're in acting class together. Oh, wow. They're in these plays together. So they become good buddies. So I took the two of them to the park and they were playing around. And then the, the, uh, the Jack's dad, Jeff, nice guy, he said to me, um, Hey, you want to join us for dinner tonight? So we all, two families went out, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And that's where they were going. So, <laughs> so I roped into that one. And I know when the, once he said where they were going, Bull was like, oh, okay. But, all right. Yeah, but, I, but it, was, it was actually better, better than I expected. Yeah, you've yeah. been hard on them. And I'm like, I, I don't get it. It's not yeah. terrible pizza. <laughs> I actually like it. It was actually pretty good. I enjoyed it. Okay, Domino's good. isn't so bad after all. That's not Domino's. <laughs> yeah. I will try and redeem with myself with, yeah. this, uh, with this third nugget. Yeah. The next stats are all from ESPN's analytics. The Browns defensive line has the number one run-stop win rate in the NFL at 39%. Essentially, that means they're getting off their blocks at a 40% clip. That's the best in the league. On the flip side, despite the fact San Francisco's rushed for 100-plus yards in 11 consecutive games, they have the 15th ranked run block win rate at 71%. Ooh. That favors the Browns, and the Browns haven't actually given up a 100-yard rusher since week 15 of last season. That's a span of seven games in a row, if my math is correct. Six games in a row, because <laughs> my math was incorrect. Browns get off blocks no, as well as any team in the league. My math was right. It's Never actually played. eight, because there's, there's uh, 18 weeks in the season. There's only 17 games, though, Bull. There's 18 week weeks. Six. You said since week 15. The Browns didn't have a bye. Oh, you're right. No, 15. you're right. Ooh, so it's I was, eight. Thank never you. doubt yourself. That's why you never doubt McNuggets. Even McNuggets. No, but you were wrong. Yet. You said seven. Then you went to six. I but it was actually eight. So you said it was now. four last year and four, four this year. That's right. Which equals eight. Which yes. is eight. Four plus four is eight. Essentially, no team gets off blocks better than the Browns. The yeah. Niners average in their ability to sustain blocks in the run game. They're creative, so it's not a perfect... Uh, number to track the effectiveness of their run game. But if any team could, in theory, get off blocks to stop what Shanahan does in this run game, it should be Jim Schwartz and the Browns. I like that. I also, and I'm sure this is coming, so I'm not going to say it. There's one stat that gives me hope. We're getting there. And it's right. going to be in my yeah, sunshine I mean, and rainbows. This is the hope, right, that you can yeah, that the, do to McCaffrey what they did to Derrick Henry. Right, exactly. Now, McCaffrey's more of a factor in the passing game. Henry isn't. Yeah, and, but. and they may, he may not have 100 rushing yards, but he'll have 100 total yards. Yeah. 
I mean, if they can keep him under 100 total yards, then they'll have a, a chance. The recipe to winning yeah. is that right yeah. there. And you know what's going to be the recipe is, you know how, how much people are saying what we're saying right now? The whole world is just being like, hey, just don't go out there and get slaughtered. Yeah, right. After a while, you start to be like, who the hell? These ain't the 40. This ain't Joe Montana's 49ers. I don't care about Brock. I don't Purdy. know. This ain't, this ain't Steve Young neither. Not like, yet, but there's you guys. You got to prove it. You got to show me. Yeah, they do. You got to show me, dog. Mm-hmm. But we, I, you do look you, at this roster. And- now, you can't. what you can't do is you can't give Christian McCaffrey 120. And Debo Samuel, 96. No. And Brandon Ayuk, 104. And George Kittle, three touchdowns. And Brock Purdy, mm. 255. No, somebody wow. got to go. If all those guys have all those other numbers, he's going to have a lot more than 250. Yeah, yeah he will. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right, next up, how about a little Miles Garrett madness? He has a pass rush win rate of 29% this season, despite getting double teamed on 27% of his rush. That's a career low, which means the other weapons on the defensive line have helped Miles get one-on-one Pressures. He has the fastest recorded sack of any player in the NFL this season, according to next-gen stats. He got the quarterback down to the ground in 2.27 seconds, and he's averaging getting his pressures in 2.14 seconds, also faster than the NFL. Why is that important? Well, Purdy throws the ball in 2.4 seconds, third fast in the league. It is a battle of who can get to the spot quicker. Purdy, the fifth step of his drop, Miles to Brock Purdy. It's going to be tough, but if anyone can do it, it's Miles Garrett. I like this stat it's because a good stat. I like this stat Great because stat. Uh, if he's getting ball uh, throwing the ball at 2.4 seconds, they can't be going downfield. This is all short stuff. I got three corners that's going to play man-to-man coverage, and we get a couple holding penalties or whatever the case may be. We're going to play physical up front, and y'all going to have to throw short routes all the, over the field. You cannot be going deep at 2.4 seconds. No, that's 15 yards. Yeah. A, a receiver can get 15 yards downfield in 2.2 seconds. Yeah. Like, now, that doesn't mean we, we still have to bring them to the ground, and yeah. I like our defensive backs and their ability to do that, but this is what that offense is, though. That's a Miles quick strike Garrett offense. Garrett needs to play like a defensive player of the year. He needs to play That's like T.J. Watt plays against the Browns. No, 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 no. This game is different. He can play like a Hall of Famer. Wow. Like, like he yeah. needs, he that's needs, how he has to play. This. He yeah. needs signature, yeah. like, oh, my goodness, he just scored two touchdowns. And he's doing it against the Hall of Famers. Yes, yes he's doing he is. against the Hall yeah. of Famers. That matchup Why not put him on the other admission. side? Oh, he'll be everywhere. Yeah, he'll move. He'll go where he wants to go. Yeah, he'll be everywhere. He'll go Fair. where he wants to yeah. go. Fair. And the last one, and this one Jay was alluding to earlier, Overall, Jim Schwartz is 8-1 and one against Kyle Shanahan head-to-head matchups, but that takes into consideration when they were both, like, offensive and defensive assistants. Sure. Since they've been at least – a coordinator or a head coach. Schwartz is six and one against Kyle Shanahan. He was two and zero against Shanahan when he was the head coach in Detroit, and Shanahan was the OC in Washington. He was three and zero as the defensive coordinator in Philadelphia and Tennessee, as Shanahan's been the head coach in San Francisco. And when he was the DC, and Shanahan was the OC, he was one and one in one season. When Shanahan was in Houston, he was in Tennessee. Here's what you got to know, though: in those games. His team has forced 1.9 turnovers per game, just shy of two turnovers per game. <laughs> they have only scored more than 21 points in those eight ma- in those seven matchups. Excuse me, once. Wow. Mm. 21 points once in those seven. So matchups. what you're telling me is Jim Schwartz is Kyle Shanahan's kryptonite. Kinda. Huh. Mm. You're saying there's a so chance. You say there's a chance. Seven <laughs> matchups over 21 once, and they scored 25. That, so. There's something to that. If it was three games, I, you know, I would say, wait a minute. What is the average amount of points that, that he has scored against Jim Schwartz? Uh, I have the game. Well, the Let me do a little mental 21. math. Let me do a little mental math. Hold do on. some mental math. Give me all. Give me all of the their numbers. I can do it. 
Is it? I gotta pull up the email. Hold on one second. Okay. Is it better or worse that it's different teams that he's doing? Does that make it a better stat or a worse stat? I actually, it's, it's better that it's different teams, different units. Are you guys ready personnel. for the game? I think it's more. How many are there? This has seven on them. Okay. okay. In 2007, this is not an order. Don't of give dates, me the years. Just yeah, tell just, me their number of points scored. All right, 49ers 10. 49ers. Wait, wait. Don't even say the team. Just, I just, just, just the numbers. numbers. Just yeah. give me seven numbers. Uh, yeah. 10. Okay. 20. Okay. 17. Okay. 25. Okay. 20. Okay. 12. Okay. 13. Okay. It's 127 so, divided yes, by seven. It's roughly, roughly. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. 18 points a game. So I was, no, it's less than that. You said 127 divided by 7? Yes. Yeah. I thought it was 117. Did you do it? Oh, you did it. Okay, because I was going to say. I, right. I was gonna say I think if the Niners score 18 points, they will probably win the game. Well... I was going to ask you guys as part of my notes yeah. today. I was like, "What's the number?" And my number was fourteen. If that's if they once they score their fifteenth point, to me the game's a wrap. Yeah, because I do think our defense can sneak in a score, even though it's not been their makeup this year. I, I I have faith that you know maybe Miles can strip sack uh, and pick up and take take one in. And I think that maybe our offense can run into yeah, a touchdown. I, I think it's going to be hard for but, the Browns to score more than 10, 12 points in this yeah, game. Yeah, I've got, I, I've got I, 14 is seven, the number. I'd give them 17. You do? So. Yeah. I, 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 well, based on that, then we could, you know, if yeah. we hold them two or slightly below that average. The more we talk about this, I and, and now I feel bad about my headline. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I just think that we're – I think we, we have too much dirt on the grave. I really do. Okay, but then just go back to our player draft. No, I know. I, I But I'm – I go back to the fact that it's the NFL and weird things happen. That's every the only yeah. argument. No, I, I said that's, that's the only that's, argument. But that's yeah. real. But it's true. Yeah, it's, I said that Wednesday. I said yeah. how many times in the NFL were all the pundits saying in the whole week leading up to a game that this was going to happen and then that happened. I mean, However, look at, look at I would bet night. that the, the majority of teams that are double-digit underdogs have lost. lose those games. Sure, oh, yeah. they do. Vast maybe majority. Don't, maybe but, don't always cover. But, no, vast majority. Yeah. But, I mean, even last night's game, who would have ever given the Broncos a chance? And I understand they lost, but it was a two-score game for most of the night. Like, yeah. It wasn't like they got yeah. blown off the field. They were still in the game. They were. And, and you look at that matchup and go, oh, the Chiefs are just going to roll mean, them. I mean, until they – kicked that field goal late and made it a two-score game, the Broncos were in it. Yeah. But then the, Bron- the Broncos scored in the fourth quarter just to, late. They did, yeah. but they made it 16-8 to eight with like seven right. minutes to go. But did you ever then, think the Broncos had a chance to win well, the game? No, no, no but it was I more competitive than I thought it Yeah, was but I thought there's a reason to stay up and watch the end now. Yeah. Yeah. Where early, yeah. I'm like, well, I thought going into that game, I'll watch the first half, it'll be 25 points, and I'll turn out. Yeah. I, I could see the Browns losing the same way that the, the yeah, Broncos Yeah, and that's, I guess, today. my point. I'm not, I don't think the Browns are going to win, but I just think that we're making it sound like they're going to get their yeah. arms and legs But again, But when you see my headline, I kind of But again, Jason, I mean, as much as Russell Wilson well, hasn't been great, he's a still a lot better no, than No, Russell PJ Wilson Walker. has yes. been really good this year. His numbers are fine, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, he went in last night. From a fantasy, I mean, eleven touchdowns and two picks. Give me those numbers four games into a season. A lot of that, you know, how many of that was in garbage time? How many touchdowns did he throw against the Dolphins? I can't. My only point was my only point was last night going into that game. I would think the Broncos had no chance. Right with them, it was a competitive game. But look, if we're gonna ding Russell for those numbers late in games, then we talked about Deshaun's season in Houston. When they were four and twelve, and he had those damn right, numbers. Right, sure. A lot That's of them come true. late. That's What's true. your? You have a read? Really, really, really quick before we do sunshines and rainbows. It's a proud dad moment. Earl has a stat he wants to add to the six pack of McNuggets. This is a proud producer moment. Earl, nice. would you like to share your stat that you did a little research on it? And so I five yeah, McNuggets Steve, take and a tag board fool, please. <laughs> He's learning so well. He's calling shots. So I tweeted out this morning, man, the number of the day is 36. Why? Because P.J. Walker will be the 36th different starting quarterback for the Browns since 99. He'll be the third different starting quarterback this season and the seventh different quarterback to start a game under head coach Kevin Stefanski. That's supposed to make people feel better? Yeah, how's that making us feel better? It doesn't. I just love the fact he's doing research now. I do, too. I listen. Those are all great great numbers. And and he's also stolen your disease of using SZN for season. (laughs) It's I called think a there's no the press contagious bull. Anthony can't yeah. started that. There's no Z in season, guys. It, it, it is, no it worse, is it worse than P-R-A-X? Oh, that's... Ooh, it's got to fit on a graphic. Guys, we have to debut a brand new topic here, a brand yeah. new subject. We're going to end, if we like this, Friday's TV, uh, YouTube show before we go to TV with something yeah. we call Sunshine and Rainbows. It's final take, except you each have 45 seconds to a minute to tell Browns fans why they should feel good. Heading into the weekend. Bull, you're up first. I'm up first? Well, here's why you should feel good. You're still alive. I mean, you (laughs) are. If you're watching the show right now, you are amongst us in the land of the living. You're not dead. You could be worse. You could be under the ground and just be hearing whispers of the Browns getting destroyed. No, uh, something to be excited about. The Browns have to, to... The Browns have to find their running game with Jerome Ford. Okay? I... I think Jerome Ford has some talent. I'm, I'm grasping straws, guys. Uh, I think Jerome Ford has some talent. I think I have never complained. While a lot of people in here have done whining and crying about how much the running game has been used, I've never been one of them. But Kevin Stefanski has to commit and stick with the run this game. P.J. Walker is somewhere around the 83rd best quarterback in the league, and so we can't rely on him. So there you go. Jay? Run the ball. Was that happy? I don't think that was perfect. Wow, the yeah. music stinger. It, t- it timed yeah. out perfectly. That was yeah. great. Yeah, Jason. Which also, this music reminds me of like a movie where Santa Claus finally gets his sleigh fixed and he gets it up in the <laughs> it's air. It's called Hopeful Christmas on Universal. No, it's not. There you go. There you go. There you I go. love this. Uh, Jason. I'll go where <laughs> I thought Bull was starting. Oh. You are still alive <laughs> in that no matter what happens Sunday, oh, yeah. nobody's running away with this division. You're two and three. You're going to an Indianapolis game the following week where regardless of who the quarterback is, you should have a good chance to win. If you get this thing back to even at three and three, everything is still in front of you. And so that's why there are some games that just look miserable on the schedule. This is one of them. Regardless of what happens Sunday, if they find a way to win this game, they'll be drunk in the streets and people falling into the river. But if they, even if they lose, it's okay. It's not the end of the world. Two and three sucks. It feels awful. But there's still a lot of winnable games through the back half of the schedule, and everything is still within the Browns' grasp, regardless of what happens on Sunday. 
What you got, G? Hey, man, listen, Browns fans, hey, hey buck up. Put your shit in the air. Uh, we, we take no uh, losses laying down. You have one of the best defenses, one of the best defensive players in, in, in all of the game in Miles Garrett. I know Jim Schwartz is going to have some cooked up for the 49ers, and we're not about to let them come in our stadium. We're going to make this game nasty. We're going to make it ugly. And guess what? They drunk off the love that they got from the Dallas Cowboys game. That's a big rivalry for them. Let them know Dak Prescott's not playing for us, and we're glad about that. Um, and at the end of the day, one thing that you can always hang your hat on with this game is, look, you don't have anything to lose, right? There's no pressure on us. P.J. Walker can come out here. They, I mean, they got some tape on them. But guys need to just pull their part. Defense show up, special teams show up, and we're going to make this game ugly. If you can keep it under 14 points, you got a good chance. And, and, and unleash the beast. Put Kareem Hunt back in the game, give him some carries. He's a hometown boy. I know he'll run between, hard between the tackles. And let's make the game ugly and, and let them say, look, we played Cleveland. Shout out to them. They didn't lay down. All right, because McNugget said we all had a minute to do this and uh, G and Bull went two minutes each, I got to do mine in 20 seconds, but that's all I need because I, I, there's not a lot of sunshine and rainbow. One, Jim Schwartz seems to be the kryptonite for Kyle Shanahan. Two, Deshaun is one week closer to coming back to the Cleveland Browns. Three, and lastly, their toughest game will be behind them. To Jason's point, beat Indy, three and three. The world is your oyster. All your right, I got to read a bunch of super chats real quick, so let me fly through these real quick. Rated R says, yo, G, Kool-Aid, Mafia, Monty Bates, baby. Mike C. Rodriguez, the organization is all pro. No punts, no one punts better than the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> KW Outdoors said, I'm honestly going to enjoy a Browns game for the first time in a while because I have zero expectations. It can only go up from here. It's true. Jarrell Jack says, a tackle is the number one need, but there are any special teams guys worth looking at and spending money at this point of the season. William Slater Medically cleared means he won't risk further injury, but not able to perform. Brett Watson says, please tell me an edict wasn't given from Jimmy to lie about the injury to ensure ticket sales. Kyle Pon- uh, Ricky Ponzi says, I believe Kyle Shanahan would be a good head coach one day. Ken Bell just sent money. Thank you, Ken Bell. Jonathan Mann, Jason, heard anything about trades? Ken Bell, we are 500, lost two of three in division. Everyone says no playoffs. The fancy goes, this feels just like the last two years. What are we waiting for? Do it for Chubb, says G. Bush out there looking like Kenny Crumpton. <laughs> uh, Hyper Frosty, I just want to say thank you guys for doing this show. I recently had a breakup with my girlfriend of three years. This show feels like my safe space. Aww. Keeps me going throughout Aww. and my hide from racing. Thanks. Love you guys. Hyper Frosty, we love friend. you too. Just drink heavily. Ronaldo Archer says, Watson with a guaranteed contract, has all the power, leverage, relationship, capital. Over the head coach and GM, do you believe the power structure is affecting the head coach? Steve, we're going to 27, not 26. Fish rots from the head down. How does the team overcome a dysfunctional oh confidence input his ownership group or the Browns team for continuous this. destruction? This is a fantastic help. I'm going to fight to LA. I have five hours to kill. Why am I super chatting so much? Ronald Archer, preach you. And Vine says, <laughs> a question is, KS head coach trying to be an offensive coordinator or an offensive coordinator trying to be a head coach? It's a hard thing trying to manage both. Those are the super chats. We could have seen a word you said. Slower. I don't. I don't know what the hell he's you like. Just a, he said. was like an auctioneer there. <laughs> I know it was, and it wasn't taking a breath, and so it was all one sentence. I, we had to get with, him in. Had to get him in. Well, we went we, long. We got him things. in with twenty seconds to spare. Okay, flip over to channel three if you're in Cleveland. If you're outside the Cleveland market, dial us up on either WKYC Plus or go to WKYC.com. Hit the Watch Now button. We will see you on Channel 3, three minutes and seven seconds from now. Jay Crawford. Adam the Bull, Garrett Bush.
and so many big names, it would take me hours to say all of their names. The ultimate Cleveland sports show. Booyah! And we welcome you to the ultimate Cleveland sports show. Welcome to the PCC. Let's go, let's go. Ultimate Cleveland sports show here on WKYC channel three. It's the Browns and the Niners 50 hours from now. I'm Jay Crawford. Later in the show, I'll give you my pre-written headline. Who wins this game and why? Bull? Jay, I'm Adam the Bull and I'm going to tell you how PJ Walker. Yes. P.J. Walker and not Deshaun Watson has a chance to get it done for a Browns victory. G. Bull is G. Bush, captain in the Kool-Aid Mafia. I'll tell you why. You will actually enjoy watching this game, even though Deshaun Watson is not playing. Jason? I'm Jason Lloyd. Remember that 80s movie, Full Metal Jacket? You're going to watch it again on Sunday. We'll talk about it later <laughs> no. on. Mikey. Oh, no. I'm Mikey McNuggets, and the best individual one-on-one matchup in the entire NFL this weekend is happening right here in Cleveland. We're going to tell you who's going to win. Yeah, I think I know what that matchup is, and it's worth the price of admission. It's two future Hall of Famers going up against one another. Mano a mano, a lot of strength in that matchup. It may have something to do with who wins the game. All right, let's start with a bit of breaking news. It came out this morning. It is official. The Browns have now officially ruled out Deshaun Watson for Sunday's game against the 49ers. And guys, that means P.J. Walker. And I'm not talking about, you know, Walker, Texas Ranger. I didn't even know what this guy looked like until I saw his picture earlier today. That can be a bit of a problem. He's the quarterback. Simply asked, what does he have to do for this team to win? Well, he has to hand off the ball and then hand off the ball (laughs) and then hand off the ball and then hand off the ball. I mean, that's the only hope. The Browns have to run it well, run it and run it well and run it often. And, And if they can't do that, then the offense will have no chance. P.J. Walker has played a few games for Carolina last year. He had one game. There was one game, a wild one in overtime. I think they beat Atlanta, where he played pretty well. Outside of that, he's really struggled mightily in his career. But their only way to be successful is to get the running game because not only does that give them the ability to move the ball and potentially score, it also keeps this great Niners offense off the field. Have you seen Kevin Stefanski call a game since he got, when have they ever run the ball and run the ball and run the ball? And and, and that's when they had Nick Chubb. (laughs) I'm not saying I have confidence that it'll happen. I'm saying he's got to do it this time. You're saying if Bull was the coach. I would be doing it. And I love to pass, but not this week. Well, I I agree with that, but also there are going to be opportunities where he has to throw the ball, obviously. Get the ball out on time, on target, and don't turn it over. That's the whole key for me. Interceptions are a backbreaker in this game. You cannot give San Francisco a short field. You will have no chance to win this game. Be uh, be cautious with the ball. Be careful with the ball. Don't throw it into tight coverages. We saw some horrible throws from DTR a couple weeks ago. The game was too fast for him. That can't happen again. Just be conservative with it. Get it out on time, on target, and take care of it. That's that's really what you need to, to get out of him. After watching all 22 last week, uh, a couple weeks ago against the Ravens, DTR missed a lot of wide open guys on the check down. The release valve guy, David and Joku chipping, helping Jeb Wills, 
is open in the flats, guys. Listen, the running backs that are chipping and blocking, they're open in the flats, guys. Don't look for all the big shots. Don't look for all the big crazy throws over the middle of Amari Cooper. Hit the check down, give you guys a little opportunity to make some moves, get some yardage after catch, and let's stay within the sticks. No big sacks, no running around, and let's make sure that we can stay in first, second, third, and manageable. That's how you'll be able to compete in this game. They cannot afford to be in situations where the where the Niners know they're throwing the ball. No. no, no. And those my, situations are a disaster. Well, number one on my list was stay on schedule. Yeah. And so if you're looking at third and anything longer than eight or nine. Just punt. This could, you, know, you, might, you laugh, <laughs> no, but no, it no. Might, if you're third and 17, I hope P.J. Walker can punt the football. Yeah, well, draw play. That's what they're going to do. I mean, at this point, really, if you start thinking about it, once a team, and we see this with Cleveland, once a team knows what you're going to do, they're halfway to beating you. And they'll, they're going to know what you're going to do if it's third and longer than eight. He's, you're going to have to drop him back, and they're going to pin their ears back with the NFL's Defensive Player of the Year and Nick Bosa and they're going to get after this guy. They're going to basically say, to beat us, you're going to have to find receivers with men in your face. So pick up the, the rush as well as you can on the offensive front. I don't have a lot of confidence they can do that. And also, obviously, the time possession. If they possess the ball 38 minutes mm-hmm. to, to San Francisco's 22, there's a chance. Yeah, You've got to keep this high-powered offense off the field. Quick throws easy throws. I think Njoku, who we don't know if he'll play or not, initially Mary Kay said this morning, unlikely to play, but the good news is he's practicing right now. Looks yeah. like he's gonna we go. don't know about Petonio so, either. We don't which, know about Joel. Which also further weakens the offensive line. You mentioned quick throws. They have to. I mean, P.J. Walker has no ability, and this team has no ability right the now Niners are gonna to put throw eight, the ball down the field. The Niners are going to put eight in the box. Right. All day long. And, yeah. it's and gonna just make dare him to so beat them with the And pass. this team has struggled to run the ball since Nick went out to begin with. Now right. they're going to be running against eight and nine-man fronts. The Ravens ran nine against them in the box a couple of years ago. It can be done. I fully expect San Francisco to do it again. All right. Let's there's, talk there's about – There's no fear at all. From the Niners, no. right? Like anybody in the Browns' offense. Let's talk about Kevin Stefanski because when he came here, he was kind of looked at as this offensive whiz kid. Even though he'd only been the coordinator in Minnesota for one year, his 2020 season, we saw flashes of that. We saw a diverse offense. They made the playoffs. Everything looked good. But I think offensively, he's taken a step back in each of the last two years. Is this the game where he can restamp his offensive genius credentials? with a win over this team, will that kind of cement him as, oh, yeah, this guy can do it? I think it's asking a lot. When you had P.J. Walker as your quarterback and no Joel Batonio and no Nick Chubb and you want him to make this demastering game. But it's going to take a genius effort to do that. But this is what I'll say about Kevin. He's had – he got the best out of Jacoby Brissett. He got the best out of Baker Mayfield. Guys, if you go back and look at their quarterback rating over their careers, they had their best seasons with Kevin. He can get the most out of average quarterbacks. And P.J. Walker, if I'm being kind, is an average NFL quarterback. So he knows how to work with limited quarterbacks. He knows how to get the best out of them. It's just a tall task. If you want to stake his reputation on this game with no Batonio, <laughs> no Deshaun, no Nick Chubb, and this is the game you want him to go out and cook you a meal, boy, you better take some Pepto. Uh, listen, man, uh, I, I know that he gets the best out of average people. Uh, my ex-wife said the same thing about me. But at the end of the day, <laughs> you, you got to actually be able to do something with what you got in the stables. I would I would respect him if he's able to do something he didn't do last week, which is get 
uh, DTR in a position to make easy, comparable throws that he can be confident and build some momentum with. You got PJ Walker in this game as well. I don't want to see the five wide, Kev. Not no five wide. Turn around and hand it off. I understand you're going to have to throw the football, but always give these guys a run pass option because when you're playing a defense like this, it's going to be uphill battle. I think that he was never really too much of a genius, but I, can, I will give him credit if he can come in with a great defense like this and, and, and keep this game close. This Mike, could be the week where we go back to 13 personnel and a lot of three yeah. ends. Mikey McNuggets mentioned yesterday this question, can Stefanski get his genius credentials back? I laughed out loud. He never had genius credentials, <laughs> and I'm someone who's defended Stefanski as much as anybody in this town. He's done a perfectly okay job with the offense at times, and yes, he got the best out of Baker at the end of 2020, although Baker's playing well right now, so we'll see if it ends up being the best by the end of this year. And I guess he got the best out of Jacoby Brissett. It wasn't that good. No genius credentials. There's only like three or four offensive coaches in the league who I would say genius credentials. Nobody would ever confuse Kevin Stefanski with an offensive play-calling genius, ever. Not in 2020, not now. He's okay but that's it. So here's the problem I have with this. And I've talked about this for the last year and a half on the show. I see flashes of brilliance. I see there's potential to be a genius because he has not been a genius for any long stretch in the NFL. But when you look at his record against the Cincinnati Bengals, <laughs> who have been the yardstick in this division while Stefanski has been here, they can't beat Kevin Stefanski. And Kevin Stefanski's offense in all of those games against the Bengals looks like the offense that can take you to an AFC championship game. The problem is, the second the lights go out in the stadium after the Bengals-Browns game, that genius dissipates. And then we watch him against the Steelers. Can't find the end zone. Against the Ravens. Forget which way they're going. I need some sort of consistency and stability out of Kevin Stefanski. I don't think just because he's had some good games against the Bengals, that make, gives him genius. But, Bull, the Bengals are a great team. Yeah, but first of all, the offense wasn't great against the Bengals in this first game this year. The Bengals beat them the second game. I don't the know, they game. scored 27 on a bad field. I, it, it, yeah, but the defense contributed to that too, big they time. Did, but the offense was... They, the offense was not very good in that, they're in beating, that game. They, when you beat the AFC, a team that's earmarked for the AFC Championship yeah. game by 24... I hear I mean, you, but that was more about the defense than the sure, offense. That makes your one-trick pony. I mean, I, this is what I want to see. What I want to see out of Kevin Stefanski, and we haven't seen it for any stretch, is string a couple of games in a row together. In his first season in 2020, they won four in a row twice. He hasn't done that since. He only won three in a row once since then, right. and that was in 21. You, After guys, that, it's win-lose, it, win-lose. It's laughable to say he has genius credentials. He's never won a playoff game. The team won one playoff game without him. That's fine. And that's it. That's the US, he has no genius credentials. That's laughable. It's ridiculous. And Mike uh, should be punched in the face for the question. You're wow. revoked. No that's genius. That's a little extreme. It's pretty extreme. Well, I got carried away, All right, Mike. When we come back, it's the Don't number punch Mike in the face. one defense in the NFL against the number two defense in the NFL. We'll talk about that. We're coming right back after this message from PCC Airports. We welcome you back to the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show on WKYC Channel 3. There was so much excitement when we looked at the schedule when yeah. it first came out about this game. Ooh, San Francisco, yardstick team in the NFL. 
Browns, playoff expectations, another great defense. Some of that is fizzled with Deshaun Watson being out, but you're still going to see statistically the best two defenses in the NFL on Sunday. Granted, the San Francisco offense is much better than the Browns offense, so they have a significant advantage there. Yeah. But what do you expect to see with these two defenses? I, I expect them to go blow for blow, toe for toe. I, you know, you got uh, Nick Bosa, who's one of the best defensive pass rushers in the game. You look at Miles Garrett, who's who's a great pass rusher in his own right, wants to be defensive player of the year. And I think what Schwartz is, Jim Schwartz is going to do is he's going to capitalize on the fact that they had a terrible opportunity or a terrible time stopping and running against the Baltimore Ravens. Misdirection things, Lamar Jackson got loose. I think Jim Schwartz has his guys motivated. If you notice, we've been hearing a lot of whispers from offense and people. We ain't heard nothing from nobody on defense. Yeah. That means I believe they'll be focused and they're going to make this game money, Bull. Two weeks ago, the defense was, in a way, I guess everybody was unprepared for Deshaun Watson not playing. That's not the case. You've had two weeks to get ready. The defense knows they have to win this game. They have to throw a perfect game. Right. They have to play. Yeah, they have to play a perfect game. So there's no excuse here. You can't. The offense is going to handicap you. We know that. The defense has to be able to overcome the offensive struggles and beyond that, help them. The one thing they haven't done well, Jay's talked about it a lot, they haven't forced turnovers. They need to do that this week to yeah, win. Yeah, it's crucial. They, they create a short field for their offense at least once, if not twice. You know, the reason the Browns moved up statistically is because the Cowboys were up there and the 49ers dismantled them last week. <laughs> That's right. And, and there, I think there's something to be learned from that. The Browns can watch that film and see the way that they neutralized Micah Parsons. He was a non-factor in that game. Look at some of the things that San Francisco was successful with in Dallas and try and change it up a little bit. I think it's going to be a fun game if you like defense. It'll be a low-scoring game. Take the under. Yeah, I'm with you. Take the under all day, every day. And something we haven't really talked much about, guys, the weather is not going to be good. Expect Cincinnati conditions mm. supposed to rain on Sunday. Also, it's going to be colder than it was for the Cincinnati game. Yeah. So, obviously, that leads to a sloppy game. Mm. Bull touched on it. Here's my biggest point. If the Browns come out of this game and they either lose the turnover battle or they do not force a turnover, we're looking at a blowout. The only way they stay in this football game is if they finally, because they haven't done it this year, if they start taking the ball away. They're 30th in the NFL in takeaways. And I know we talk about this team being the top-ranked defense and a special defense. The first three games, they had the first, second, and third best defensive performances in the entire league. Right. The one thing they're not doing is taking the football. And yeah. great defenses do that. And they play complementary football. When they give the offense a short field, the offense does enough to punch it in. Got to win the turnover battle, and I think you've got to win it significantly. I'll even go so far to say the Browns need at least one defensive score. Yeah. If they do that, I think they can play with San Francisco. Well, think about two of the teams that the Niners have beaten already, Dallas and Pittsburgh. All right? Both those teams have really good defenses, right? Great. We'd all agree Dallas and Pittsburgh have at the very least top 10 defenses. Right. Yeah. They've scored 72 points against Pittsburgh wow. and Dallas. Okay. Now 72. I'm now I'm scared. We're taking a break. When we come back, this game has some unbelievable individual matchups. None better than the San Francisco left tackle against one Miles Garrett. We break down those matchups when the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show on Channel 3 comes right back.
This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less takeout, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. And we welcome you back to the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show here on WKYC. We're here every Friday, 1230 to 1 during the NFL season. We're previewing the Browns game, which this week is the San Francisco 49ers. McNuggets, there are a lot of individual matchups that ultimately will go a long way in determining who wins. Let's break some of them down, shall we? Yeah, the first and the biggest one, as you guys mentioned, the future Hall of Fame left tackle Trent Williams, the future Hall of Fame defensive end Miles Garrett. G, in this one-on-one matchup, who do you give the advantage to? Well, Trent Williams is, is by far the best left tackle in the game. Uh, you, you said earlier, 100% in his pass rush or pass blocking efficiency, Miles Garrett is by far the most double-teamed guy in the game. I'm going to actually surprisingly give this matchup to Miles Garrett for one reason. Jim Schwartz has unlocked him. He's letting him move around. Miles Garrett won't be on Trent Williams every single time. He'll be over the center. He'll be over the three technique. He'll be on the right-hand side, left-hand side. He'll do a lot of things to get Miles Garrett open and have matchups uh, and, and move away from Trent Williams a little bit. It'll be a more of a moving scheme for Miles Garrett. I give him uh, the, the go-ahead for, for this matchup. Wow. Jason? It could go either way. This is so close. You, you, you could easily make a case, and you did for Miles. I'll say Trent only because I'm going to go off recent history. Micah Parsons is just as dominant as Miles Garrett is an NFL player. Not one pressure last week when he was matched up against Trent Williams. And in three games in his career, Trent against Micah Parsons, he's had two pressures, and I think it was like 26 attempts. So he has handled this type of elite talent level before at a pass rush spot. If he does struggle a little bit, they can always slide someone else over and double him. Miles doesn't have that advantage of having a second guy help him out. He can't move, though. He can go to the other side. He can move. But in those matchups where it's Trent against Miles, I have to give a very slight edge to Trent. Just very slight. But if you're going to the game, just watch that. You're going to have some fun. Yeah. Next up, how about Denzel Ward versus Debo Samuel? Jay, start us off on this one. I like Denzel. I like him a lot. Um, I mean, I think he's still one of the best cover corners in the NFL. I think he slipped a little bit last year. And that gave some people some pause coming into this season. But he's been asked to do a lot in this Jim Swartz defense. Primarily, get the other team's best receiver and lock him down. Man him up. And I think he has filled that bill. And Debo Samuel, I think Debo is a great player. He really is. I'm just giving a very slight edge here to Denzel. Bull, how do you see it? Uh, I'm I'm going with Denzel Ward as well in this one. I think it's a great matchup. I, you know, listen, in these matchups, the guy who wins is not going to win on every single play. But uh, I like Debo, but I think Denzel is a higher class of corner than Debo is a wide receiver. All right. Next up, how about the other ward in this matchup? Traverius Ward, San Francisco's top cornerback against Amari Cooper. Jay, start us off. 
Yeah, I really struggled with this one. I got to tell you, um, Amari Cooper is, I think, one of the best route runners in the NFL. And he is it, guys. When you look at the wide receiver production from this Browns offense, it reminds me of the outfield home run production from the Cleveland Guardians. <laughs> it's not just bad. It's all-time bad outside of Amari Cooper. So for that reason, I think they're going to give extra help and attention on Amari Cooper because they don't think anybody else in this core can beat them. It's going to be a tough day for Amari Cooper, and I think Ward might have a slight edge in this one. Jason? Yeah, I have to agree with you on on Ward just because of who's throwing the ball to Amari, and that makes a big difference as well. And so, you know, if if Deshaun's in, in this game, I probably would give the edge to Amari Cooper just because of his veteran uh, know-how, knows how to get open, knows how to run routes, a very skilled route runner, one of the best in the league. But just because of the 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 inability of the Browns' offense to push the ball down the field, I, I fear is coming in this game with P.J., I have to go with Ward. And our last one is not actually a player-on-player matchup. It's a coach versus yeah. coach. It is Kyle Shanahan versus Jim Schwartz. Boy, you want to start us off? Who yeah, I'm going to have to give the edge to Kyle Shanahan, even though Jim wow. Schwartz has had the edge in this matchup before, and that's just because of the situation of the game. Jim Schwartz is going to have to deal with the fact that his offense isn't going to give him any help. And I just think as talented as the Browns' defense is, it's very talented. It's very good. They're behind the eight ball because of their offense. I think Kyle Shanahan, right now at this moment in time, nobody's doing a better job than him in calling offense. And, I mean, listen, it's razor-thin difference, but I give a minuscule edge to Kyle Shanahan. G. Bull, you lost in the sauce. I'm going to tell you why. <laughs> I, I drank Kool-Aid right yeah. before I came on air. And I'm going to tell you what, <laughs> Jim Schwartz is not playing around with Kyle Shanahan. Eight and one, his defenses have been everywhere. He's played in four different places, and his defenses have still dominated Kyle Shanahan. I will say this. Hey, the Cleveland Browns offense is going to be limited because there is no Deshaun Watson. They ain't got nothing to do with this defense. They're big, they're bad, they're fast. They're playing at home, and it's wet and rainy. Guess what? I got the Browns Kool-Aid Mafia in the building. All right. McNugget. Love that. Hey, if, just so you know, if you're looking for a job with career advancement and great benefits, well, PCC Airfoils is the leading manufacturer in Northeast Ohio. All locations of PCC Airfoils in Eastlake, Manor, Wycliffe, and Minerva are hiring for all positions starting at $18 and up. Plus, full benefit packages, paid time off, and a signing bonus. You can apply online at precast.com slash careers to learn more. Jay, what's We're up coming next? right back, and it's one of my favorite segments, pre-written headlines. The five of us will tell you not just who wins, But how? When the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show comes right back. Welcome back to the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. If you love us on Channel 3, you're really going to love us on YouTube. Every Monday through Friday, 11 to 1. And a post-game show every Sunday at the two-minute warning of the fourth quarter. You can't miss that. It's a complete wrap-up show. Time for our pre-written headlines. Bull, you're on, on... on deck first. Thank you, Jay. Uh, I wish I could pick a Browns win here, but I got to be realistic. No Watson, no chance. <laughs> Defense plays well, but Browns fall the Niners 17 to three. You know, listen, we're all hoping I'm wrong. I don't know what you guys predicted, but uh, I just can't see a way a- again beyond. Well, it's football. You never know. I can't see a way the offense can muster much against the Niners. I think they get up early. I think the defense does all they can. Holding this Niner team to 17 would be pretty impressive. I just can't see the Browns scoring much in this game. All right. Jay? 
Remember the movie Full Metal Jacket? <laughs> Remember the scene in the bunk bed when poor Private Pile got tied down to the bed and everyone in his platoon put soap in the pillowcase and ran by him and they all hit him and they all hit him again and he left him sobbing? Private Pile gets cleansed again on Sunday, guys. Sorry about that. Niners pummel the shorthanded Browns with soap and pillowcases. I just have a feeling this could get ugly. Wow. P.J. Walker at quarterback. No Joel Petonio. No Nick Chubb. It's going to be a lot of soap and pillowcases oh, on Sunday. You savages. You guys. You guys. Gee, don't tell me you took the Browns. Oh. Don't tell me you took the Browns. If it's the ultimate Kool-Aid intoxication if he does. Hey, listen. We got to stump pump your stomach you got, if you took you the Browns. You guys been drinking NyQuil. You're sleepy. Headline reads, Fool's Ghost oh, Rush. Oh, no, you oh, did not. Drunk on Kool-Aid. <laughs> Walker minds the Niners. And guess what I had just to back up? Listen, this is one for a punt return, Kool-Aid. This is one for a pick six, Kool-Aid. This is P.J. Walker getting that dub. Kool-Aid, baby. Let's get it done. <laughs> so it's official. It is official now. I thought that he was the biggest Browns homer ever, this, this proves But he's yeah. been killing them for two weeks. I know. You can't pick against them, no I, matter what. I, I and this can't. game proves that. I woke up. I woke up today. Shout out to Nick Carnes. Yeah, I'm the biggest. Yeah, we got, we got it. We got cocky, cocky G. We, there have, he have, is. we have to have an intervention. <laughs> I know. Send you the Kool-Aid anonymous. Listen, Monday he's going to come in. He's going to be hot. Here's mine, and I'm with Bull, and I'm with, with Jason. There's no chance. Purdy Niners stay perfect. Good. San Francisco just too much for the battered Browns. I mean, the injury list is growing. It looks like Najoku might go because he's practicing, but Batonio is still out with the knee. It's too much to ask for, even with this great defense. And Purdy's so good. McNuggets, what do you got? Yeah, I'm with you, man. How about the uh, the Brock and Roll Hall of Fame? All 49ers, nice. Purdy all night after last second win. A little homage to Kiss here. <laughs> and shout out to well Anthony done. for the, uh, the graphics. I think it's close. But I can't see the, the Browns pulling this one out with P.J. Walker. I that, just can't. That's really good. It is. So, hey, if you're right, you take your victory uh, up oh, on Monday. Can you imagine? If I'm right, Kool-Aid Mafia hoodies around the globe. Free we, for everybody. Free for everybody. Just, no, hey, you don't get, give them away for free. You get one. You get one. Hey, you we're wrapping one. it up. Don't forget the two-minute warning on Sunday. Go to YouTube. Type in UCSS and watch the post-game show. Enjoy the game. We will see you next week. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.